Welcome to Tapeworm Transmissions. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your pod- podcast that you're doing, or like, is it a podcast? What would you call that? Uh, like, uh, which one? The, the code name Scream? It's, yeah, it's like a, I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> I mean, review vlog. <laughs> review vlog? Okay, I could see that. I don't know who that is. But uh, I've been liking that. I've been watching cool. those. Those are pretty cool. Right on. I've never been, like, super into, like, horror stuff yeah. like that before. But uh, it's interesting to, like, hear, you know, someone's perspective on it. It's pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, like, we've gotten a lot of people saying they like it even though they don't watch the movies. Because we give, like, the total rundown of the movie so you can yeah. kind of get what it's about anyway. And I used then... to... The reason why I don't like horror movies is because I was actually just get legit scared. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, when yeah. I was younger, I was like, I saw maybe like a couple, and it just like always horrified me to have nightmares for like days. Yeah, be able to sleep. Yeah, so it's funny because one of the first horror movies I ever saw, the reason it scared me is um, I remember those TVs, and they'd have the built-in VHS player, and you could record off a TV from yeah. them. Yeah. So during the day, The Exorcist was on, and I knew it was probably something I shouldn't be watching because I was probably like seven or eight at the time. And I recorded it during the day, and I watched it that night when my parents went to bed because I had that little TV in my room. And it, like, scared me at the time. But then that (laughs) night I went to sleep, and it was the night that um, Illinois had that earthquake. And so my bed was shaking. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, my God, shit, no, I'm possessed. (laughs) And so then, like, that kind of scarred me a little bit from horror for a while. But now I love it. Yeah, I could definitely see that scarring me for a while, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough. (laughs) That that was a crazy movie, too. I remember that being, like, one of my first early movies, horror movies I saw. And just being kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, and it's crazy because the time that that came out, that was, like, shocking to people. Because, like, now you don't think anything about it because there's blood and guts flying all over the place in movies. But for the time, that was, like, that got people fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, people were definitely going crazy. My dad tells me he remembers that coming out and, like, he remembers reading the book even before, yeah. like, he watched the movie, and, like, he was uh, reading the book one day, and he was by himself uh, <laughs> in his apartment, and he used to build all these model things, like model airplanes and shit like mm-hmm. that. He's, he's an airplane mechanic, so he builds he built all these model airplanes when he was younger, and uh, one of them fell <laughs> when he was, like, reading the book, <laughs> and he got so scared, he was like... He thought someone was breaking in the house or, like, all this other crazy shit. It was That's pretty ridiculous. That's funny. Yeah, I, I like that uh, that movie a lot because of the history behind it and how they say, like, the production was cursed and stuff. Because, really? like, crazy shit was happening during, like, all of those. Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that. Like, Poltergeist, too. There was a lot of fucked up stuff that happened behind the scenes with that. So, it just makes you wonder, like, if, if you watch it, are you going to be cursed, too? Like, there's right. always that weird thing and uh, I don't know. Who believes in curses? I do, sort of. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. I've, uh, I've not. I don't know if I've experienced it myself or not. But how would you know? Yeah, I guess Maybe I something know. in your life sucks, and the reason is someone cursed you. You never know. Maybe, <laughs> could be. I know some pretty witchy people that 
I hope I didn't piss off, but you never yeah. know. <laughs> Those are the ones you always be nice to, even if they're like the, you know, what they call Fleetwood Mac witchy. You still got to be nice to the, the Stevie Nicks. Mac witchy. <laughs> That's great. I like that. I, some, I know some pretty dark witchy people, though. Yeah. Pretty heavy into it. So I don't know. Yeah. If you're listening to this, hope it didn't upset you. Well, yeah. They want to they be on the podcast, the main one I'm thinking of, so I think we're cool. <laughs> So, so now that person totally knows who they are. They're like, oh, it's me. Maybe. Maybe. There could be multiple ones. Oh, could be. Yeah. I know, I know some witchy people, too. I, I feel like the like genres of music we play kind of attracts those kind of people. So yeah, I feel definitely. like, yeah, my whole life I've had those hanging around, and I always try to be nice to them. Because <laughs> I believe in that 100%. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you should just be nice to people in general. Yeah, that, too. But especially pay attention not to say, like, if they say, oh, do I look good in this? You always say yes. <laughs> yeah. And they usually do. Yeah, <laughs> usually. Witchy people are usually attractive people for the most part. And they're fashionable. Very fashionable. They know what's up. Yep, for sure. <laughs> I'm not very fashionable. I'm wearing, like, a basketball shorts and a rat mouse shirt t-shirt. What is this? Oh, mouse rat. Mouse rat. Yeah, rat I'm mouse. wearing some baggy Hurley shorts and some Vans and a famous Stars and Straps t-shirt. So I'm not super fashionable either. <laughs> I mean, maybe for, like, Travis Barker or something. Yeah, um, yeah, he'd probably be like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, your podcast has been pretty cool, though. I've, I've, I've or, I, Yeah, not podcast, but whatever you're calling it. My uh, review vlog silliness, yes. Yeah, and I just saw that you posted right before you came over here that you're doing a Patreon. Yeah. You just started that, and yeah. it's a dollar a month. Yeah. So what what's going to come with that? We'll just uh, throw it out there. Well, um, so... For those that don't know, we do horror reviews of uh, movies, like new movies. Uh, we usually have themes, like right now we're doing found footage films. We started with um, Blair Witch Project. We just did Cannibal Holocaust, which got us a lot of views because that's one pretty fucked up movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, for the Patreon, we're going to do um, where our patrons can help us decide what we're going to do as far as themes and as far as what movies we want to do. Um, and they also get exclusive content. Like, there's certain movies we want to cover that we can't put on YouTube just because they're so graphic and the contents yeah. of them. If we talk about it, they're going to, like, shut down the video. <laughs> um, so we're going to put right. those on uh, Patreon. We're going to have extended videos because uh, right now we only – our videos, we usually cap out around 20 minutes. We want to do more of, like, a long-form thing. Um, and then we have, we're going to have, like, exclusive merch. Um, I think right now if you sign up, you get, like, one of our stickers. Hell yeah. yeah. And it's just a dollar a month. So, yeah, subscribe, people. Yeah, that's awesome. people spend, like, $6 on a coffee, and they're being like, a dollar to help a content creator who's poor? No, thank you. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> My girlfriend is one of those. I mean, she would also support people, but she spends a lot of money on coffee, and I'm just like, I'll just drink, like, the dirt cheap, you know, stuff I got at home. Sure. And I'll even buy, like, nice coffee grounds to, like, yeah. you know, like, I'll spend, like, 15 bucks on a bag of coffee grounds because that'll last me like a while i don't right. dr i don't drink that much coffee like like a cup a day so i'll make like a half a pot or something and yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna go to like starbucks or dunkin donuts and spend a bunch man i used to i used to be so guilty of that i don't drink <laughs> caffeine anymore yeah. um because i just i just feel better like i feel like i was getting really anxious and like anxiety ridden all the time but um, I stopped drinking literally all caffeine. So if I had a cup of coffee right now, I'd probably die. I'd go into, like, cardiac arrest immediately. <laughs> I've, I've stopped drinking caffeine for quite a while. I was, like, super addicted to it, drinking, like, all these energy drinks and stuff yeah. like that. And then, yeah, it just wasn't uh, 
and then I then I started drinking coffee, and I really don't drink that much coffee. Like just like a like a mug. That's yeah. it. I can't, and maybe a little bit of cream at the bottom, and that'll be it. And even then, sometimes like I feel like I got like the jitters coming on. Like oh shit. Yeah. And I get like anxiety. My heart starts palpitating. Yeah. And I'm like holy fuck. <laughs> no, I used to. I was so addicted to caffeine, coffee. Um, like espresso energy drinks, and then you build up a tolerance to it. Yep. So then you're like, this isn't doing anything. Let me pound these like eight monsters right now. And then like you know that shit's not good for you. So then right. yeah. But I stopped. I probably I I'm I like that's not good for you. That's not why I stopped. I didn't really <laughs> care about that. I just uh, now I care. But I was just getting too jittery. It was just it was driving me crazy. So I just cut it out altogether. Like I don't really drink anything much other than water. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ginger ale is my guilty pleasure. That's yeah. like my shit right now. Love the ginger ale. But like other than that, I'm pretty much pretty much a water guy. So. What about what about like the uh, carbonated waters? Like um, I can't think of like the name. Like Lacroix. Yeah, like a yeah, Lacroix. Yeah, so Lacroix itself is disgusting. But there's certain brands like there's this brand called Waterloo where it tastes more like a soda, but it's still just like. Uh, like seltzer water with yeah. flavoring in it, but I can't do Lacroix. It tastes like someone like ate an apple and farted in your water. Like <laughs> it's just, it's not good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Lacroix Lacroix ones, but uh, my girlfriend buys them, and sometimes I'll drink them and like, yeah, they're pretty good. They're they're good every once in a while, but like it's like I don't know who like goes. I'm in the mood for a Lacroix right now, and it's like I don't know. I'd rather just drink plain water. It doesn't it doesn't hydrate you, or I don't no. feel like hydrated. No. Like, me and my girlfriend were trying to drink, like, that's all we had one day, and, like, <laughs> we were at a hotel, and we didn't, like, have any water, and we're like, fuck, we should have brought water, and we were drinking, like, this uh, seltzer water, you know, flavored seltzer water that we, that was the only thing we had, and it was like, we just couldn't, like, our mouth was just dry <laughs> as fuck the whole time. I we, feel like sometimes it makes you more thirsty. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Like, we could not fucking get our mouths to be, like, not dry. It sucked. <laughs> I, I, dude, I feel that way about, like, Gatorade. Like, sometimes, like, when you're really thirsty and you're craving, like, that Gatorade nice and cold. And, like, I feel like I drink, like, the whole thing. And I'm like, I am so thirsty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I know that I drink, I've been drinking Gatorade a lot. But uh, I get that, too. It does, I mean, nothing just beats, like, normal water. Yeah. Just drinking normal-ass water. I think people are weird, the people that say they don't like water. Like, who doesn't I like... I those people, for sure. Really? <laughs> Why? Was it, like, you'd just rather have something else or you just straight up didn't like it? Uh... I don't know. I guess I just would rather have something else. Like, <laughs> I didn't think of it as like hydrating yourself as like a thing, you know? Yeah. Just like, oh, I'm thirsty, but I don't want to just like drink water. Like, that just seems like <laughs> like boring as fuck. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I am, I'm on the water train now. I'm trying to be more healthy. Like, I don't eat like bad stuff for me, really. Um, and I'm a vegetarian. So, oh, but um, like, water, I used to be like whatever my mom like when I was a kid you need to drink more water or whatever and I was like yeah whatever and I was like how like nutrient can it be like it tastes like nothing it looks like nothing but seriously I drink like I got this giant yeti down here I drink like three of those a day now Holy and shit. I realize like I have more energy like my skin is clearer like I don't have as much like acne and I just I feel like I look better and I feel better so I don't know water is like magical it's pretty magical <laughs> I've been reading this book, Dune. Yeah. They're going to be making a movie on it, and yeah. they're, uh, yeah, they definitely need water there. Dune is the shit. Mad Max, they need water in Mad Max, too. Mm-hmm. 
It was pretty magical. Have you read Dune before? Is no, this, this is my okay. first. I've never even heard of it. Really? No, I never wow. even heard of it until I I had seen the trailer and I d- didn't even think anything of it. Like people were like hyped about it, and I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. And this was like when they were going to release it in last year because it got postponed. Right. And uh, and so I just forgot about it. You know, didn't even think about it. And then I was talking about sci-fi books with my friend Aletta. And I just read this one sci-fi book, and I, I got the book because the guy who did the artwork for the album that we got coming out also did the artwork for this book. And it was a oh. sci-fi book, and I had not been reading, like, for, like, ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I can't even remember the last time I read a book or what even what book it was. <laughs> so I got it, and I uh, was reading it, and I was telling it, telling Aletta about it, and she's like, oh, I was reading this book, Dune. That was super cool. And I'm like, oh, aren't they making a movie called Dune? Is like that what it is? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Maybe I'll go check it out. And so I bought the book, and it's pretty awesome yeah. so far. All of that dude's books are amazing. Like, Dune is so cool. And that blows my mind. You've never heard of that. That's, like, the epitome of every, like, Doom metal song is, like... <laughs> I mean, I see it, and I see all the references now, but, like, yeah. and I never... And, like, the Spice Melange and all that yeah. stuff. Like, I had never, like, connected it with anything before, but I know I've heard all of this stuff, and it's, yeah. like... I feel like I'm like that with a lot of things where I'm just so ignorant to like <laughs> where the source of things come from. And it's just like all referenced through like family guy skits or shit like that, you know, <laughs> yeah. or SNL skits. And like, I get that. It's funny, but I maybe just never understood why. I don't know. Have you heard about the new uh, Simpsons theme doom metal band? Did no, you I don't see think that? So. Oh my god, I gotta look it up right now yeah, and tell you what that it is. Up. That's awesome. It's hilarious. Like, cause every, I try to. <laughs> I, I overwhelm myself because I um I might be able to pull it up here. Yeah, yeah, try to, if you just search like Simpsons themed doom metal band. I found it on Metal Injection because I overwhelm myself every uh week and I try to listen to every new album that comes out every week and I add like hundreds to my library and I end up just being overwhelmed. But like I, I one <laughs> one of the the uh, sites I look at for that is Metal Injection because they do the new releases every week. Right. And I I saw this and I was like, what is this? And the album artwork for it is just like epic too. There you should be able to find it. No, not, not that not, one. Yeah, that. Okay, I think. Uh... Yeah, Doctor Colossus. There it is. See the second this thing first, down. Okay, yeah, yep, I see it. Yeah, and the album name is something like super ridiculous. You know, I don't I really don't know that much about The Simpsons also. You know, I didn't really either, but my uh girlfriend's rewatching The Simpsons from the beginning and that's yeah. like just what we put on before we go to sleep at night and it's I was never really that into The Simpsons, but watching it now, it's like hilarious. Um I was never stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> I was never uh, able to watch it when I was younger. Yeah. And then when I got older, I just like I never watched a lot of TV until like maybe the last couple of years. Sure. But pretty much like all after high school. My bad. No, you're good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Stupid, sexy Flanders. And I, m- I remember my friends, the public house does like, this is pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's super awesome. I don't think the people listening can hear it because it's coming through our headphones. Yeah. But that's okay. 
uh, I did, I went to the public house for, to do like trivia night and it was like the uh -huh. Simpsons and like, I knew none of the answers. I felt like, like an idiot and they're all like, oh, that was, you know, what's this guy in this episode? I'm like, and I've seen a bunch of episodes, but not enough to really like know like anything specific and the people that are into it are like so into it and know like every single reference and every single like it's crazy and i'm like it's just a show man yeah like it's just, it's just watch it enjoy it you don't have to obsess over it yeah so the the name of this album the band's dr colossus the name of the album is i'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and i like to kiss my own butt that's the name of the album <laughs> ridiculous sounds like a rob zombie album yeah, yeah right <laughs> but it's it's good i like it no that's like it sounds legit yeah like you check that out later like you think it'd just be some goofy ass thing and then you listen to it and you're like this is actually good right it sounds like a legit <laughs> doom band but they're yeah. talking about the simpsons yeah that sounds pretty cool you know what show i am i am pretty obsessed with though hmm. adventure time really I've, i fucking love that show i haven't watched it you i recommend it okay it's, it's really it's pretty it's wholesome and I know it's, like, kind of made for kids. Maybe your kid will like it. But I really just, like, enjoy it on, like, a super personal level. Yeah, sure. It's touched me in, like, really deep places. And I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. How does, how like, some of the concepts that they talk about have to be going over, like, kids' heads for sure. Oh, yeah. And, like, the parents watching it or anybody, you know, like, me watching it is just like, whoa. Like, what the fuck? How is this, <laughs> like, even a thing? But they, I don't know. It's super condensed. Like, every episode is only, like, ten minutes long. Oh. So they condense, like, all this stuff, like, into it. But it's just done so well. And everything, like, is connected and has this huge, like, overarching story. The show itself ended, but now they're doing, like, another thing on HBO where they're doing, like, hour-long episodes and they're kind of going into, like, deeper of, like, the characters after the show. Okay. And they just did Finn and Jake. They're, like, the, the guy and his dog. And uh -huh. the dog can, like, stretch and, like go into like any shape <laughs> and uh like they both died so it's like it's pretty i don't know it's pretty deep and it's about you know this boy and his dog finding each other like Aww. in the afterlife yeah i gotta i gotta watch that like it i remember when it was like super popular and it and i was like what is this and then i just never got around to watching it. but i love cartoons like even still especially cartoons from like when I was a kid, I still love them. Like, do you remember Rocket Power? Hell yeah. That show was the <laughs> shit. Yeah, whatever they yeah. said. <laughs> wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. Yeah, that, oh, my God. I, and, like, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, oh, I, I will Ed, still, like, go and look up, like, YouTube clips of these shows I loved as a kid. And I'm like, yeah, these are still awesome. <laughs> There's this guy, uh, Meat Canyon, on mm -hmm. YouTube. Mm -hmm. And he takes, like, kids' cartoons and just does, like, really weird fucked up things with them. <laughs> Like, he makes, like, his own, like, the Ed, Ed, Nettie one. He did one. He, like, animates everything on his own, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're only maybe, like, three episodes, and it's just, like, really fucking weird. <laughs> and uh, who's the like, Kevin, right? He's the guy with the cap. Yeah. Always, his dad was the, worked at the Jawbreaker place, so he yeah. always had Jawbreakers. Yeah. And would give them to everyone else, uh -huh. but the Eds never got them. And so he's, like, out in the cul-de-sac, and he's looking for everyone, and, like, he can't see anyone. And he just sees, like... Uh, double no. Ed Ed is outside and saying that like, oh, we have like the gift of light and like all this like weird creepy shit. I don't know. It's it's fucking crazy. You just, <laughs> I'll have to look that up. I'll show you a picture of it. Okay. So you, can, you can see what I'm talking about. That's awesome. I love weird shit. 
And I like that it's called Meat Canyon. <laughs> okay. Magic School Bus. Uh, where is it? And they made two of the, They did a follow-up on the Ed 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 91. Oh, right on. But yeah, that's what they look like. Okay. Yeah, I am definitely going to watch this when and I they, get it home. It gets really creepy and, and pretty brutal sometimes. Some of them are like really just weird, but some of them get kind of graphic. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> I love weird shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Do you remember, uh, did you ever watch Happy Tree Friends? Yeah, I. that one's hard to watch. Yeah, I was like violent. super into that when I was young, and I like look at it now, and I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. That those were pretty brutal. Like I remember watching a couple of those, and it's just like their organs always flying out of yep. each other, and like really <laughs> fucked up ways, and you're just like, oh Jesus. Yeah, I just like that it was called Happy Tree Friends, and it yeah, like seemed like this happy, like awesome thing. Because they you, they knew like. Parents didn't weren't watching what their kids were watching. Right. You know, they're just like, oh, they're watching a show called Happy Tree Friends, and they see here like, da, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and they don't think anything of it. But then you find out that it's just like really insane. Yeah. <laughs> that was like really popular when I was in like high school with like the emo kids that were all yeah. into Happy Tree Friends. Ebom or not Ebom's World and new new what was the name of the other website? Underground News Underground or something. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's like where that's that was on that I remember it being on. Yeah. Oh, there was so much fucked up shit I used to watch as a kid that like looking back now, I was like, What was wrong with me? Yeah. Like do you remember Pain Olympics? Oh yeah, it's fucked up. It's so <laughs> fucked up and I'm like, Why did I do that to myself? Like this is probably why I have adult trauma. <laughs> we all watch that shit and you know the thing is is like our parents had no idea what was going on on the internet. I know. Zero idea. They still don't even understand. Like, they could barely just comprehend it now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. And it's just like, it was like, who could be the grossest? Like, who could find the grossest thing the on the internet? Biggest shock thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how different that is compared to now. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the kids are watching nowadays. I don't, I don't pay attention to right. that. But, like, but just, like, uh, comedy and stuff and all that in general is so, like, not like that anymore it's so been like turned down and canceled and all this stuff like nobody could talk yeah. about anything well i feel like the shock value kind of wore off and yeah, i feel like definitely. it really desensitized like a whole generation of people right and they're just like yeah all this shit that you're talking about is fucked up yeah <laughs> yeah I, and that i totally believe our generation is desensitized like yeah. i think that's why we can you know why? At least I can watch these horror movies and just like not even think twice about it because I saw like twice as fucked up shit as a kid. You know? Yeah, and so. and you know we just get so much more like I feel bullshit just laid on on us. Yeah. Than like you know my parent my dad tells me about when he was younger. It's like he dealt with like none of this stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. like going to concerts for like two dollars, <laughs> right. you know, fifty cents, and like right, just like ridiculous. Yeah. I you know what though I feel like technology has made kids get in less of trouble though like teenagers yeah because I can see that. my dad tells me about stuff he did when he was oh. young and it is like fucked up like yeah. total like his life was like dazed and confused <laughs> you know and it's like bruh like people now like everyone's just so consumed with technology to like too much to even get in trouble 
Yeah. No, I could definitely see that. Like, I think about the stuff that my dad told me he's done. And, like, even, like, as I get older, he tells me new things, you know, that he never yeah. told me before. And it's like, what? You know, it's like, yeah, I was doing all that stuff when I was, like, you know, 21 years old. And I'm like, I've never even done that. And I'm, like, almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my dad tells me stories of, like, when he was younger, him and uh, his best friend, they used to buy, like, these souped-up, like, sports cars. Like, that's what they spent their money on. And they used to, like, try to outrun the police. Like, they'd go really pass, fast past a cop, and they'd outrun them and stuff. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, that's you couldn't insane. get away with that shit today. Oh, hell no. There's no way. You'd have, like, helicopters on your ass now. Yeah, no, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. But they also had to, like, just use house phones and, like, mail stuff to each other. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, you, you, well, I guess, like, I don't know how you old you are, but, like, I, when I was a kid, like, you'd tell your friends, okay, we're going to meet here tomorrow, because you yeah. didn't have the cell no. phones, you know? So, it's, Yeah. I don't know. This whole new generation is never going to know the struggle. I think my parents got me and my brother, like, one cell phone, like, to share <laughs> for whenever we did go out. But it wasn't to contact, like, our friends. Like, none sure. of them had cell phones. And, like, yeah. you know, we just had them to, like, call my parents in case of, like, an emergency. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. I had, so my parents got the first, like, cell phone. It was, like, that Nokia thing that you play the snake game on. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get, they got one of those, and whenever my fr- me and my friends would go somewhere, like, to a concert or something, she'd give me the phone and be like, call your dad when you're done. And, like, that was, that was it. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. Yeah, and you couldn't, you weren't calling, like, your other friends with that phone. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think the first, like, actual phone phone I had was one of those razors, like those flip. You remember those, the Motorola razors? And then, you like, texting sucked because you had to, like, hit a button, like, four times to get, yeah. Kids today will never know the struggle. Yeah, I remember, like, I was supposed to meet a friend at, like, a water park, and I thought we were going to meet, like, in the parking lot. So I'm, like, in the parking lot for, like, an hour, and I... I don't know how we made it, like, ended up making con- – or they, I think they came outside to look for me after, like, an hour, <laughs> and they had been in there for, like, an hour and a half, you know? So it's like yeah. we had no way to t- know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm just, like, sitting outside baking in the sun. Oh, shit. Yeah, when uh, when I was younger, we I used to go to a lot of concerts just as a kid, and my, my mom would drop me off, but she'd wait in the parking lot. And I remember one specific time – me and my friend Matt went to a concert at, I want to say it was like maybe Ravinia or someplace like that. But yeah, it was Ravinia because I was in the seats and he I, he went to go get me a lemonade, but they wouldn't allow like food or drink like on the, the like in the seated part, only oh, in the lawn, gotcha. which is kind of like fucked That's up. That's ridiculous, but, yeah. Um, so he had to stay at the top of the stairs and we were like in one of the front rows and I thought he died because he was like gone. And he's like, I knew you'd be pissed if I threw out your lemonade. So he waited till the show was over to give it to me. I was like, you dumbass. <laughs> but like, see, if we would have had phones then, it would have been so much easier. So much easier. You just tell him, yo, where the fuck are you? Yeah. I got <laughs> your lemonade over here. Like, oh shit, let me come back. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and MapQuest directions to get to the concert. Oh, yeah, you had to print them out if you had a printer or write them down, like Mm -hmm. 2.6 miles. And then I would keep track of, like, how many miles you were driving on your odometer, you know? Yep. I'm coming up on, like, three miles, so the exit should be coming up, you know? 
Yeah. <laughs> we, you know what? My band, uh, The Secret Lives, we had to use MapQuest directions last year because we played at this festival in Wisconsin. And I was like, it was like in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. I was like, I know we're not going to have cell phone reception out here. So, like, I'm glad I thought of that because I printed out MapQuest directions to and from, like, from our Airbnb to the show and then from the show back. And I was like, just in case. You never know. And we get to our Airbnb, which is, like, in the middle of nowhere, which looks like a total, like, murder farmhouse. (laughs) And we get there. And sure enough... We couldn't have gotten to the festival if I wouldn't have printed out those map quest directions. That's, so, uh, that's like, good thinking on your end. Yeah. I don't think I would have thought about that. Yeah, well, I just know, like, fucking middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, yeah. your cell phones do not work. <laughs> yeah, we were in uh, Michigan, and, like, I had no service over there, yeah. wherever the fuck we were, like, and we were in, like, kind of, like, in a rural, like, a suburban, rural, like, half between that, like, area, so there was mm-hmm. people there, but, yeah, it was still, like... You had to have, like, a specific cell phone plan to right. get good connection there, you know? It's like, yeah. outsiders do not, aren't privy to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, I always think of that kind of thing because, like, my one of my greatest fears is, like, being lost. Like, especially, like, when you're in a state you're unfamiliar with. And right. I just think of all the horror movies. See, maybe horror movies have corrupted my brain. <laughs> but I just think of, like, get, running out of gas and, like landing in some children of the corn town <laughs> yeah actually me me and sylvia my girlfriend we were up in uh you know where starved rock is yeah and uh what is the other place matheson matheson or yeah whatever. matheson yeah uh we were there and when we were leaving we had got a hotel out there already because we were going to be staying the weekend mm-hmm. and just like kind of doing our thing and my alternator went out oh no so i was stuck on the side of the road and I couldn't imagine dealing with that without a cell phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this cop came up behind us, and he's, like, check. He, like, made sure we were okay. And he's, like, it was, like, cold out. And my car wouldn't turn on, so there was no heat because the alternator was bad. Sure. And he's, like, okay, uh, well, I'm going to go get gas and come back. And if you guys are still here, like, you can stay in my car and get warm. I'm like, okay. And he never came back after, like, 45 minutes, like, an hour. <sighs> and then... Uh, Luckily, like, with the cell phone, I had, like, a couple different tow places I could call. Yeah, sure. You know, like, if I just had, like, one guy could have just, like, totally screwed me. <laughs> but, like, you know, I called, like, three different ones and picked, like, the one that could get there this, the soonest, you know, yeah. for, like, the right pri- price point. Yeah. And it just, like, worked out, like, really well. Like, for, like, the for what had happened, it was, like, the cheapest thing it could have gone, yeah. you know. But if it was, like, you didn't have a cell phone to even, like make sure what this guy was telling you was even true. You know, like, yeah, oh, this guy's sure. telling me that this is what's wrong with my car. Like, I don't know what an alternator is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that that reminds me of something funny. So my old band, um, that shall not be named, but we were a deathcore band, and uh, we were on tour, and we toured in, like, this totally janky RV. Like, totally, like, you could tell something was going to go wrong before we left. <laughs> well, oh, we, we made it through the first day, or no, we didn't. We were actually, we were three hours late to the first show. We actually ended up headlining when we were supposed to open because we were so late. So our alternator was out and we didn't know it. But like when your alternator goes bad, you can sometimes jump the yeah. the car or RV right. or whatever and it'll be fine. So we're driving down the interstate and my guitarist is driving and he's like, um, the car's not doing it or the RV's not doing anything. And we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, it's like dead. I'm pressing on the gas and nothing's happening. He's like, we're coasting right now. So I was like, oh shit. So we pull over and I forget it was, 
someone jumped us. I can't remember how. I Maybe we called the tow people or whatever, and they jumped us. Everything was fine. We were on the way. We were like 20 minutes from the show, and it happened again. So we called the band we were on tour with, and we're like, can you guys come jump us? So they came back, and we were like three hours late to the first show. This happened the whole tour. Like, the, our RV died probably 25 times. That's crazy. One time it was in a toll lane, which sucked, because we were literally, like, in the toll, like, to pay. Right. And then we were, we were dead. So we're like, this oh, fucking no. sucks. And then <laughs> the, the, the most fucked up time of all, we were in, I want to say it was Kentucky, because it was somewhere, like, you're definitely not supposed to have weed. Like, get arrested, get in big trouble. Right. I think it was Kentucky. So... We pulled over because our shit was not working again, and a cop pulls up behind us. Well, we have, like, a pound of weed in the car or the RV, so we're like, oh, fuck. So we all get out, and the cop comes up and talks to us, and he's like, what's the problem here? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, we're a band. We're trying to get to our show. Our RV broke down. We called, you know, AAA. They're on the way. And he's like, well, you know, you're not supposed to get out of the vehicle here. He goes, when... uh." You, so you're out of your vehicle we have the right to search a vehicle or something like that it was like some stupid rule so i was like i have to go to the bathroom we had a bathroom on the rv so i grabbed like the bags of weed and all of our paraphernalia and i like shoved it in the oven <laughs> and like went back and he's like what kind of band are you guys and i didn't want to say we're a metal band because that's automatically like they'll yeah, throw you in jail flag. for that so i was like we're a christian rock band and he, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, that's nice." And that's like, a fucking great save. Yeah, because fucking. That's so fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, I, we were all so nervous, and he, we we just started talking to him about like music or whatever. And I think he totally forgot about like everything he did because he was super suspicious of us when he first pulled up. But yeah, that was a fucked up tour. We we made every every stop, I believe. Yeah, we did. But it was just like the whole way. And then our drummer was actually a mechanic and eventually he changed the alternator in it. But it was just it was shit show up. the whole way through. Yeah, and it's like we have no money. Like how are we supposed to pay for like all this shit? But the the guy who actually owned the R V, we were just like renting it from him. Uh he paid for all this stuff. So we just had to wait. He like sent it through pay <laughs> he sent the money through PayPal, but it was like the take your time, you know, not the immediate like oh, transfer right. thing. And so it it we had three days of hell and then eventually we got the money and we got the alternator changed. But yeah, that was not fun. Yeah, that's not fun. And dealing with cops like that is never fun. But that's a fucking hilarious that you told her you're a Christian rock fan. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's so funny because we actually didn't even mean to have that much weed because we were literally that morning stopped at a gas station. And this guy, like, was being real weird. And he comes up to our RV and, like, knocks on the door. And we were like, what's up? And he goes, are you guys a band? And we were like, yeah. And he was, like, talking to us. He's like, here, have some weed. And he hands us, like, a freezer bag full of weed. And we're like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, this feels like a trap. I feel like this is a trap. And, no, he was just, like, a cool dude. And he, like, gave us a bunch of weed. And then we get the cops on us the same night. And I was like, fuck. Damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's so funny. That same gas station, I went to the bathroom, and I was wearing, like, a Vital Vital Remains shirt or something gross. And it said, like, death metal on the back. And this old lady gave me a Jesus book in the bathroom. She's like, I I see your shirt says death on it. I just thought you could. And I was like, okay, cool. But, like, we signed it (laughs) and then sold it at the merch table that night. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. I like that too. <laughs> Christian rock band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why I thought of that because subconsciously I'm like, I have a Jesus book. We're a Christian rock band. That's a really fucking badass story. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I don't have any stories like that, I don't think. Weird shit happens out on the road. Like, regardless of whether you want to or not, like every tour, something weird happens. And that was like one of the weirdest, I think. I don't think I've ever, I've never really been on tour. Really? Not, not like uh, to that extent, no. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, one day. It's like the most fun and the most miserable time you'll ever have at the same time. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I could definitely see that. It depends on how you travel, too. Like, so the Secret Lives, we don't have like a touring vehicle. So we all pile into my Honda HRV and we <laughs> put a trailer on the back, and that's pretty miserable. Um, and can get pretty uncomfortable, but we get, we always get like Airbnbs and stuff to stay in. Um, cause obviously we can't sleep in our HRV, yeah. you know? <laughs> so yeah, that's not easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's fun. I love touring. Yeah. If I could do it every day of every year, I would. One, one day we'll get there. Yeah. It's just hard working. I mean, yeah, it's hard working a full time job, especially now. Yeah. I work full time, but one day I won't have to do that. Yeah. I'm just going to keep telling myself that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, us, the, the Secret Lives, we all do it for a living. That's what we do. We're all musicians for a living. Um, Rachel has, a, like, a part-time job. But other, me and Andy, this is all we do, you know. So it's it sucks because I had a job, and then right before the pandemic, we started gigging enough and, like, playing more shows to where I didn't need the job anymore. And then, like, I quit, and then, like, a month later, the pandemic happened. So you didn't get the unemployment? No. Damn, yeah, it sucks. sucked. It, it was it was rough for a little while, but um, yeah, we're we're starting to play more shows again. That's good. Yeah, I've seen you guys been been uh, been fucking hauling it. Yeah, yeah, That's we yeah we had like two this last week and uh, got. A oh, I wanted up. I wanted to ask you yeah. how was playing opening for Drake. Okay, all right. Let me tell you this. Not Drake. Uh, Drake Bell. Drake Bell. <laughs> so this fucking guy. So we play our set. It was packed. It was awesome. People yeah. loved us. It was cool. Drake Bell was not there by the time we got off stage, and we were direct support for him, and he wasn't even there yet. So we were like, what is happening? Where is wasn't this guy? Wasn't he supposed to do, like, a meet and greet before you guys, well, like, like halfway w- through your guys' set? Yeah. And, like, the, the security came and, like, said something to the people because the people that were got the, like, VIP or whatever were up in front. And he said something to the people or whatever. And he still wasn't there. Well, like, literally a half hour after we were done, this dude pulls up in his rental car. And he uh, does the meet and greet. And meanwhile, like, changeover time, which would usually be, like, 30 minutes, has gone on, like, over an hour. It's... We got done with our set. Andy and Rachel went and played a set at the bar across the street and came back, and he still wasn't on stage. That's how long this dude took. So he finally got on stage, and he uh, he was not good. No. <laughs> and, like, he seems like cool enough dude, whatever, but, like, he just was, I don't know if he felt rushed um, just showing up that quick. an hour quick, and a half late. But he just, like acted like he did not want to be there at all and it's like i don't know what was going on in that dude's life but like when you get on stage you can't let that shit bother you you know yeah. and it's just like so you guys didn't talk to him no <laughs> no 
I think, well, Annie and Rachel were, like, out back when he pulled up, and they just said, what's up? And he was, was like, hey, and then walked in. Um, I didn't see him, but, yeah, that was interesting. It's Very an interesting, interesting show. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Sometimes it's, it's shocking sometimes when you see those people in those situations, and you're like, well, damn. Yeah. Like, I remember the River Gypsies opened for Chuck Mosley. Mm-hmm. And he was not good. Really? <laughs> he was, and he was like the sing, like the original singer of Faith No More. Right. You know. Wasn't I at Cairo? That was. Wasn't at Ky- I there? I think you were there. I think I, I was there. I don't know if you stayed for him or not. I don't remember. I've been to so many shows at Cairo. Yeah. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, he was like really fucked up, and just was not good. Wrong. It, was, it was like, it was not good. And, then he, and then he died a year later. Yeah. And I was like, damn. He was yeah. definitely a spiraling, spiraling downwards on there. But, and like, I mean, and they were super hyped to see this guy. Like, Doug and Mike and Bjorn were all yeah. super psyched to see him. Yeah. And then, like, that happened. Ugh. Was it just him by himself? No, he had another guy. So he was playing acoustic guitar, and then he had another guy that was just playing bongos or congos. Oh, okay. Congos. okay. Yeah, so you guys were, like, the perfect fit for that show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I loved the River Gypsies. Yeah, me that too. was like my favorite shit ever. Yeah, I really did like that, and I liked the way that they changed what they were doing. You know, like it's still the same songs, but kind of incorporating more drums into yeah. it and kind of filling out the sound a little bit more for like live. Yeah, my first show ever playing out in front of people um, was opening for River Gypsies when it was Bjorn and Doug. That was my literally my first show ever. Um, they, we, I played an open mic. It was my second ever open mic, um, at, uh, is it called Danny's Pizza? Yeah, Danny's. Is that what it is? It was called something else back then. Um, but I, I did an open mic yeah. there and Bjorn came up to me after and he's like, Hey, I'm Bjorn. I play in this band. Do you want to open for us? And it was actually at Cairo back when they used to have shows I don't remember if they had shows in the big part, but it was like in the hookah lounge. They used to have just shows there. And uh, I opened for them when I was like 17. And that was my first show literally ever. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I was friends with them ever since. I haven't talked to Bjorn in a while. Yeah, actually, I messaged him the other day. I haven't heard back from him. I know with like the quarantine, it's been kind of everything's been fucked. Yeah. And he's got he's got a bunch of kids that he's dealing with. He's got a whole slew of them. He's got a whole slew. Yeah. So, um. But that's pretty cool. Like, good for him. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's uh, he's doing his thing. And he's in a lot better place than he was a while ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I really miss the River Gypsies. That was really awesome. And meeting them and like doing all of that, I was definitely honored to be able to do that. Yeah. But it sucks that uh, what happened happened. Yeah. Well, it's that River Gypsies will always be forever one of my favorite bands, and not just local bands. Like one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Like that CD, the. What was it? For the Lost and Beautiful? Is yeah, that for what the it's Lost called? and Beautiful. I played the shit out of that CD, and I still have it. It's the Burn CD that Bjorn gave me. Um, and it just, like, it just hits you somewhere, you know? It's ridiculous. It's some some of those lines and the way the music is, just, like, yeah, it fucks you up. Yeah. <laughs> it fucks yep. you up. Yeah. I remember, like, when I first, I had, I had not heard them before. I was dating this girl at this time, and she had, like, tried telling me about them, and I was just like, whatever, I don't know. And uh, then we went to Bjorn's birthday party, and they played at his, like, apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever it was. I don't really, it was kind of like a weird basement thing, I don't know. Um, and, like, they played 
uh, I can't remember the name of the song, the first one where they talk about the whales. Oh, the only the whales can save yeah. me now. Yeah, and they whatever. played yeah, that song, and I was just called. like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is pretty, like, you know, I've talked to this guy, or, like, I know these people, and, like, they're singing, like, these things, and it's, like, sending, like, putting all these, like, receptors in my brain yeah. that I've never, like, like experienced before, and it was, like, yeah. super awesome just to, like, see these guys, like, just sit, like, in this room and, like, do this, you know? Yeah. And it was, like, a super small room. It couldn't even been bigger than this room that they were yeah. playing in. We are all just, like, sitting around, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, every time I went to see them play, it was just, like, as soon as they would start playing, it the room, no matter how loud it was before, would go dead silent. And yeah. it was, like, just the impact that they had was insane. And, like, some of my best memories, honestly, are with Doug and Bjorn. Like, best memories ever. Like, I remember... Uh, Doug showing me the residence for the first time. Bjorn showed me the residence. Yeah. I remember sitting in that same, like, apartment thing that he lived in, and, like, we're just, like, chilling in his room, smoking weed, and he's like, have you ever heard of the residence? And I'm like, no, I've never, I've never even heard of them. And he, like, put on this, like, bootleg DVD of them, <laughs> and, like, with the eyeballs yep. and shit like that's, that. And, that's like, what Doug <laughs> showed me. Yeah. This, like, fucking black light, like, concert thing i don't know it was pretty fucking wild yeah and it was just like the shit that he showed me doug and bjorn like after because uh, i used to go to the river gypsies practice and just sit there and listen to them and uh doug burned me a cd of a bunch of like really weird shit that he was into and that was the first time i ever heard tom waits was doug showed it to me and put oh, it yeah. on the cd and it's just like the the musical education i got from those two guys was crazy and, yeah. like, the shit I learned and just, like, watching, like, those two dudes are, like, more passionate about music than anyone I'd ever seen at that point. Yeah. And just, it was, like, I just learned so much from them. And it was awesome. So that's, like, not only do I love the music, but, like, those are some of the best times in my life. That's super good to hear. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I, I really, really like those like those guys mm-hmm. i miss i miss doug a lot yeah me too yeah sure. i think about doug a lot just like whenever i hear tom waits or anything like that i just think of doug right away but yeah that that was a valuable time in my life because i was really young they were a lot older than me i think they were a lot older than you too yeah yeah i'm 29 yeah yeah you're me too <laughs> so yeah but they um yeah just being 17 18 years old and just like that the musical education I had at the time from those two dudes is just like so valuable to me and I owe so much of what I do to them because I that like I said they offered me my first show I was playing open mics I didn't know I could play a show you know so it's like that's where my musical education started (laughs) what did you just do it by yourself yeah it was like an acoustic thing kind of the same vein yep yep I mean uh I can't remember. Was it me? Yeah, it was just me because I didn't play with anyone else for like a couple years after that. But yeah, they just they offered me that show after the open mic. They're like, "Hey, your music's similar to ours. You want to open the show up?" And then that's how I got introduced to Cairo too, and Andrew and Tony and stuff. So it's crazy that started this whole thing, and where I am now is because of Doug and Bjorn. So it's pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is super cool. Me, me and Doug did, a, like, a side project, the Seeds of Apollo, mm-hmm. and uh, 
we I never released it because like we weren't really finished with it. I mean, it, I would say it's probably like ninety percent finished. Yeah. But there was definitely that ten percent that would have made it like just really stepped it up, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, when he passed away, I just I never released it. Yeah. Um, I think I maybe I sent you one of the songs. I'm not sure. I think you did. But yeah, uh, yeah it was super cool just to like work with him and like I remember watching like recording him like do vocals and stuff like that just like i'd never seen anyone do anything the way that like he did it you mm -hmm. know and it's like he would start with this like making noises yeah. you know with his voice and like i mean uh, to be honest like the first time i saw him dude i laughed i like had no yeah. idea i couldn't comprehend what he was doing and <laughs> then and then you know and then i just like i'm being serious letting this guy do it and, like okay this is actually what he's doing and then like i didn't still didn't get it until like the end and then it all finally like came together yeah. you know it's like he took that weird noisy thing and then like took it home and then wrote like lyrics to it and yeah. then like kind of adjusted the melody and then like bam like we had like the song and i'm like holy shit that's yeah. fucking crazy that like you can that you made that like happen you know like with like clay of your voice i don't know yeah. his process was insane i've never seen anyone do anything like him no ever and it worked yeah yeah he <laughs> was really good yeah. he's a really talented person Super fucking talented. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it seems like so long ago, too. It like, does. It, it seems like a different time. Yeah. I mean, he, he passed away at in December of 2016. Yeah. And that's, like, hard to believe that's, like, going to be five years yeah. this year. That's crazy. Yeah. That, se that just seems like a completely different time to me. Like, a lifetime ago. And it wasn't even that long ago. But, yeah. Good times. Some of my best memories. <laughs> yeah. I would agree, too. I remember this one time. I mean, I think maybe I told you guys about it. We talked about, like, our worst shows, right? Yeah. The last time. Did yeah. I talk about that one with the fireworks? Yes. I, yeah, that was that was with him <laughs> yeah. and the fireworks exploding. That's hilarious. <laughs> and the drunk guy wanting him to play the Wales song because... That was, like, his favorite song, but that wasn't the band that was playing. Like, Bjorn and Mike weren't even there. <laughs> That's funny. So ridiculous. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I wish I could find another local band that I loved as much as River Gypsies, but I don't think I ever will. It's definitely going to be hard, but maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe one day you guys will be that band. Oh, I hope so. You guys so. are that band. I just want to say really quick, though, <laughs> I love Andy. Oh, <laughs> Andy, if you're listening to this, I fucking love you. I like watch your snaps every day and they're like the most like heartwarming things I've ever seen. He's a funny guy, too. He's really like just and talking with the podcast. I, he's just he's an awesome dude. Yeah, I really like him a lot. So yeah. I appreciate you bringing both of them. And Rachel's super cool, too. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing both of them on. That was awesome. Yeah, that they're they're um, I'm, I'm glad I actually get to speak this episode yeah. because <laughs> it's just they're so like extroverted. And I'm like, I'd say I'm somewhat of an extrovert, but I'm like an introverted extrovert. So like when the two of them start talking, I just like my mouth shuts and I just like look down because they like command the room every yeah. time they walk in. Yeah, they I uh, I can definitely see that. Yeah, he, he can go for he can just go. They yeah. both can. Yeah. yeah. And they're both like <laughs> super interlocked with each other. So yeah. it's like together they're just kind of like keep feeding off of each other yeah 
Oh, you should come to one of our live shows. They're interesting because people think we're some, like, innocent little folk band. And then they come see us and our banter. Like, our banter <laughs> is better than our music. Like, I will straight up say, like, and I think it comes down to, like, Andy and myself were really influenced by Blink-182 when we were younger. And, like, I don't remember know if you remember, like, their banter on stage was absolutely ridiculous. Like, they would really talk about, like you know fucking their moms and like <laughs> just like t- completely inappropriate shit and i feel like that we kind of bring that same kind of vibe like live oh, yeah. and we look like some innocent <laughs> little folk band and then we're like go fuck your mom and like shit <laughs> on stage and it's just hilarious like the the banter in this band is just like half of what makes us and it's like i i love that shit and i'm so glad that i found people as equally as weird as me and makes it feel okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, I can definitely uh, feel that feeling. Because yeah. I feel the same way with, like, Maury and the guitar player, like, in, in uh, The Waterfall King. Mm-hmm. I feel definitely feel like we can be kind of just weird. We both yeah. get, like, each other's sense of humor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, every other band I've been in, like, I felt somewhat reserved. Like, I I'd never feel like I can be, like, my true self. And it takes, like, a very special, like, group of people where you can totally be that way. And that's that's what I found in them. And that's why I want our band to be together forever. If you guys are listening to this and never break up with me because I love you guys. Yeah. And it's just, like, I, I, I wish that for every musician to be in a situation like that because it's really rad to find people you click with not only musically but like as people because you have to spend a majority of your time together with these people especially like we practice a lot and we're just around each other a lot and we're you know we go on tours together in an hrv which can sometimes be you know you get on each other's nerves when you're in that close of quarters but so it takes like a special group of people to be able to get along and work through that and like those those two are my fucking people so yeah that's how i feel with morian for sure and trevor trevor like yeah we i mean we've been going like we're, we're switching to, like, three days a week. We were doing three days a week for, like, a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're spending three days out of your week, and then, like, another day just, like, hanging out, just doing other stuff. Yeah. And then, like, you know, another day on the weekend. Like, yeah, it could definitely be a lot. But, you know, that's that's why we're doing it. We're yeah. all looking in the same direction, want that's the same awesome. thing to happen, you know. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's another thing that I found with those two is it's, like, we want the same thing. Like, a lot of bands I've been in, it's, like, well, we want to be this super big, important band, but we can't tour because we all have jobs and we can only practice, you know, every other week. And, you know, it's just like shit like that. And it's like, you don't want it then. Right. You know, and the three of us, like, we were, we, if we had a tour come along, we'd, Rachel straight up quit her job and we'd just go. You know, and they have that drive and, you know, we always tell each other that, you know, when we're playing Madison Square Garden, you know, and it's not just like a joking thing. Like we want it and we mean it, you know, and it's it's so and it's so fucked up to say, but it's rare to find people like that, like musicians with that sort of drive. Like everyone wants wants the same thing, but hardly anyone wants to work for it. So to find people that also want to work for it and just do the damn thing, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hard to find people that are as into it, for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I definitely feel lucky. It's been hard, though. You know, it's like out of all my career playing music, there's only been two people really in my life that I feel like I could say that about. And like Doug being one of them yeah. and Maureen being the other. And it's like crazy to think that like there would have even have been like a second one, you know, a second person that I would have met, you mm-hmm. know, like how long it took me to find someone that like really cared and understood. And that like I almost had to like, you know, I had to rethink myself to like fit that and be like, oh, shit. Like, or with Doug, I mean, you know, because yeah. he was so, like, beyond, like, another, on another level. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Well, and, consider yourself lucky. Because, yeah. like, it's it's not something, I've been in so many bands. You know this. You've oh, seen yeah. every yeah, millions so of bands. projects I've been in. And, like, looking back on it now, like, it's almost like when you're in a relationship and you, like, look back on all your past relationships and it's like, God, I wasted so much fucking time. Yep. You know, and looking back on, like, all those bands I've been in, like, I, I can't say necessarily that they were a waste of time because I feel like that's discrediting the experience that I had in the bands. But I wish I would have found these two people way earlier, you yeah. know, because maybe I wouldn't have wasted so much time. And, like, not all of my bands were a waste, like I said, but some of them were straight up fucking waste of time. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I definitely get that. I had, I've had a, a band where I definitely, I haven't been in as many bands, but uh, I definitely feel like that. And yeah. th- there's other bands where like I would have rather definitely been doing something different, but I think they put me in a, a place where I could experience things that I probably wouldn't have experienced like until I found you know Morian. And the thing weird thing is actually I've known Morian for a really long time. Really? I've known Morian since I was in like seventh grade. Oh wow. That's when I met him and I have pictures of him like in my basement too. That's playing guitar crazy. with him too. But just with like life and like he's a couple years older than me, so especially like in that time frame, like you're in seventh grade and this person's like a sophomore junior in high school. That's sure. like that's a huge difference, you right. know. Yeah. Whereas now it's like you don't even think about that, right. you know? Um and then he was living somewhere else at some point, and, like, he was in another band, The Phantoms and Pestilence, and then things just, you know, it just always kind of, like, never really worked out, and when we were jamming, things weren't working out, and it almost didn't work out, like, in th- this with this instance either, <laughs> but I decided that we both want to make this happen, and, like, I trust him, and mm-hmm. so I kind of, like, not been playing guitar as much and just been switching to drums, yeah. and that's, like, all I've been doing, that's what I do in the band. Which wouldn't have happened if, like, if we were both just playing guitar trying to yeah. find a drummer, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure. Because now that takes up, like, another portion. Like, I feel like the drums are, like, a pretty big portion, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's all important, but, yeah. like, yeah, it's easier to do something. Like, me and him can just do something and, like, write and do all this stuff with just us and not really need anyone else. Right. And then, you know, finding someone else to play, like, a bass or another guitar sure. isn't going to be as hard. Sure. Yeah. And you guys are great. Like, you guys are lucky that you have each other because I love your band. Thanks, so, I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's cool that you play drums, too. I didn't know you could play drums until the Waterfall King, and then I was like, dude, he's an awesome drummer, too. What the fuck? Yeah, that <laughs> it's been it's been a long process to yeah. get to there because, uh, like, I wasn't really that much of a drummer. I had a drum kit. I played a little bit, but I definitely have come, like, a long ways in the two years that, like, we've been doing it. Sure. Because, yeah, it was not... Yeah, it's crazy because I play drums more than I play any other instrument. Like, I don't really practice guitar or bass very much. I play drums more. But, like, how did you come so far in that short of time? Because I'm trying to get better, and I, like, still straight up kind of suck. 
<laughs> uh, being here and having people around me that are really good at drums. Yeah. Because Dave, he's in he's when I when I first came here, he was in like five bands. He'd be practicing in like a different band yeah. like every every day of the week, and it was fucking crazy. Yeah. And he's a fucking machine. He's just like, it's ridiculous. I don't I can't play like him or even <laughs> like. And then there's another guy who was the manager here. His name is Leo, and he was in that band Lumio. Oh, yeah, That yeah, played, yeah. and he's a really incredible yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah. So having both of them, like, as friends and, like, being here just to, like, kind of, like, you know, tell me, like, what I'm doing wrong and what I can do better. Sure. Really helped. Sure. Were you, like... And I'm still not as good as them. They're, like, ridiculous. They're, like, <laughs> they're real drummers. Uh, you're a real <laughs> drummer. Shut the fuck up. You're a real drummer. I've seen you play. You're great. But, like, were you focused on like learning like actual like what did you practice when you were trying to get better were you learning like other people's songs were you just trying to learn more beats were you learning rudiments were you trying to do it all like what were you trying to do um just play i just really played with Vorian. yeah I and just like, ju- yeah and then i would just like kind of practice beats and maybe like the paradiddle yeah that's like like I know the paradiddle and the like the single stroke and the double stroke roll is pretty much like the only rudiments I know. I'm not very good at those either. Yeah. Like the guy, this guy over here, like two rooms down, his name is Steve, and like that's all he does. Yeah. It's just like rudiments and stuff. And like one day I actually heard him like play drums, and I'm like, holy fuck, this guy <laughs> is insane. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of like playing with them, and it's more about like the style and like the feeling that I'm trying to like get out of it, you sure. know. Because we play, like, doom music, so yeah. it's not overly complicated. Right. So I just kind of try to, like, figure out what I can do to, like, just make it fit with what we're trying to do. And yeah. just make, like, the vibe happen. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I just, like, I feel lately, like, stuck. Like, I'm sure you felt this way. Because I felt this way before playing guitar and stuff. And I eventually figured out how to get over it. But I just feel like I'm stuck and I can't get any better right now. And it's, like, kind of frustrating. And... I, like, I don't know, I'm thinking about taking lessons, but, like, some teachers are so fucking pretentious, and I can't take the lesson seriously, because I'm like, oh, come on, you know? Yeah, lessons are hard. So, and it's like, you, especially as an adult and someone that's played music for so long, finding, like, a teacher that you'll click with, too. Right. You know? So, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm enjoying playing drums way more than anything else right now. You talk to Leo. He, yeah. He teaches drums. Does he? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, maybe I will. Because he's good. He's really good. <laughs> he's pretty ridiculous. We just had like a little, kind of like a small party here, uh, like two Fridays ago, mm-hmm. where we played, they played, and then Dave's band downstairs played. And we made the mistake of having them open for us. Of <laughs> <laughs> like being like the first band to play. Yeah. And like they were just so fucking good. They're awesome. They were so good. And it was like, it was really ridiculous and it was super cool because like they actually had that room before us Mm -hmm. and when they left we i took we decided to take that room and then we had to like we put them in there to like play and moved our stuff like into this room just to like hold it and i recorded the whole thing so it was like super awesome that's cool yeah everyone in that band is so good it like makes me sick. It's They're ridiculous. so good. James is ridiculous at guitar. Yeah, you know what? It's so funny because like I know him, but I don't know him. When I was like a teenager taking guitar lessons at Fat Cat, he used to work there. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he worked there. Yeah, like a long ass time ago. 
Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wanted to ask him about that. Yeah, ask him about it. Because I remember him. I remember seeing him and then years later seeing him. And I was like, I know that dude. How do I know that dude? And I like thought about it for like months. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's ridiculous, that guitar. Dude, I watched some of his videos that he posts on Facebook. And it just like, I'm like, you asshole. Because he like... He just, like, doesn't even act like it. He's putting in any effort whatsoever, and his fingers are just fucking flying across the fretboard, and I'm like, dude. He, uh, another band, a guy I had on here before, Kyle Biba, mm-hmm. he's in, they're not really a band, it's more just, like, a project, like, a recording project, yeah. Brain Tenna, mm-hmm. and he did some guitar for that, and it's pretty ridiculous. I'm gonna, let me see if I can find that. Maybe it's on YouTube. And Kyle's a really, really great drummer too. I've I've never like seen him play in person though. Oh, Kyle's awesome. He uh, it's so funny because he learned to play drums from my ex. Really? Yeah. That is pretty. Yeah, because my ex was a drum teacher. I think and I remember that. That's uh, that's how he learned. <laughs> but yeah, he's a killer drummer. I think he did mention that actually. I think I remember him saying that when uh, he came out here. And I had never really, like, talked to him before having him come out and do the podcast. I just knew that he was doing that stuff with Jay. Is this going to be so good it makes me mad, too? Yeah, it's gonna, it makes <laughs> me mad. It kind of sounds like Ramstein a little oh, bit. Oh, cool. Not the vocals, but just, like, the the like the music part of it. The last time I saw Kyle, he was playing in some sort of, like, almost like a radio rock type band. I don't remember what they were called. But they were really good, too. It does sound like Ramstein. You're right. But I want to skip to, like, the guitar solo. It's like his fingers all have, like, individual minds. Yeah, it doesn't fucking make sense. It's ridiculous. We were kind of just quiet there for a second listening to that, so sorry. Anyway, (laughs) we were just enamored by this guy's fucking incredible guitar playing. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) And it's like he barely moves. Like, his fingers just, like, fly. He has, like, no strain in his body when he does it. I know. He's, like, relaxed. It's ridiculous. That's so crazy. Like... The more, so, like, the only instrument I'm, like, super, super comfortable with, like, is bass. And, like, I feel like, like, I'm relaxed when I play that. But whenever I try to play something on, like, guitar that's really hard, like, I get so tense. And, like, my shoulders go up into my ears. And I'm, like, and it's just, like, to watch someone play so effortlessly like that and not put any, like, tension in their body is crazy. Yeah. I notice I do that with drums, too, because I'm working on, like, some double bass stuff, and, like, I get so tense, and then, like, I start to fall off my drum throne, and I'm like, oh, relax. <laughs> yeah, doing, like, the straight, like, blast double bass is really fucking hard. Yeah. I can't really do that. Like, the do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, yeah. Or anything, even, like, anything faster or slower is, like, really hard. I'm working on it. It sucks. 
It's like that I'm trying to work on and like my fills because I am the worst at playing drum fills because I'm like, I'm going to play drum fill and it's going to be so cool and it sounds exactly like every other drum fill I've done for like the last hour. That's that's the issue I have too. They all sound end up sounding the same, but... Uh... Yeah, and I'm, I just want to be better. I want to be good at everything. That's what sucks. It's like I try to be good at everything and I'm mediocre at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I d- I've honestly done the same thing, but I think it's served me to get to this point. Yeah. You know, I guess uh, you have to be multi- multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess you could say I'm somewhat multifaceted playing guitar and bass, but I'm nowhere near as good at, as that. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh my god. That's great for a uh, audio podcast, everyone. Yes. <laughs> We're like that's great. <laughs> Everyone's so- like what's great? Dave. Dave. Dave yeah. is great. Yeah. And that was just some that wasn't even his kid. That was some kid he was help- helping someone set up. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to get some drum lessons, I think, from someone that I don't hate. Like, that's the problem when I was learning to play guitar. I went through so many guitar teachers because, like, I couldn't find anyone that I clicked with. And I feel like it takes, I don't know, I, I think I learn in a different way than a lot of other people. And a lot of, uh, especially guitar teachers, are very rigid about the way they teach. Yeah. And it's like, you must learn this scale and you must do it at this many beats per minute. And you must read it off this paper. And it's like, I don't learn like that. Yeah. No, you know? I don't. I don't either. I took like I took a couple lessons when I first started, and then I I just stopped. The guy, the guy, like the first the first teacher I had, he was like growing hair out of his ears. A super <laughs> old guy, you know. I had one of those too. And he's like teaching me like hot, not hot cross buns, but Peter Gunn or something oh, yeah. like. I was like, I don't want to learn that. Yeah, so my, my first teacher was like that. I used to take lessons at Weaver's. And it was at Weaver's. Well, it was the same old it man. Did he smell like cigarettes that have been like fermenting in the sun for 15 years? I can't remember that that detail, but he was really old. Did he teach balding. on a classical guitar? I can't remember. Maybe he did. Yeah. I think maybe he did, yeah. I, it was probably the same guy. His and name, like, I feel like the, his name is on the tip of my tongue. I want to say, like, Eugene, but it's not Eugene. I don't remember his name. But, yeah, that that was my first teacher, and it was miserable. I'm pretty sure there was only one old dude that worked there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I got a teacher there after that named Jeremy, and he was, like, a younger guy. And that was the first one, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I switched to Fat Cat, and I went through a few teachers there. And there was a guy um, that really, like, clicked with me. And I knew we were going to get along the first time I saw him because he was wearing cowboy boots and a Cannibal Corpse t-shirt. I was like, we're going to get along. (laughs) Um, And his name was Johnny, and he was fucking sick. And, like, I owe every ounce of guitar knowledge I have to that dude. And then he moved to Vegas, and I was really sad. But then, um, who was my teacher after that? I think it was Tim. You know Tim from Fat Cat? He works with, like, um, like, Alter Bridge and stuff now. I don't think Tim so. Tim Turnier, I think, is his name. Ooh, that name does sound familiar. He, though. he, I think he runs that Fret Twelve website, and he um, works with like Alter Bridge and uh, what's the guitar player from Alter Bridge's name? Mark Tremonti. Oh, okay. He works with him and does stuff with him. Um, yeah, but the every pretty much every teacher I had at Fat Cat was pretty good. I think they had a pretty good like vetting process of teachers yeah 
Not um, just anybody you could find. Yeah, not just like <laughs> some old guy with hair growing out his ears that smelled like cigarettes baking in the sun that was teaching you hot cross buns. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone has that first guitar teacher. It's like some old gross person that like is has no is so out of touch with modern yeah. music that yeah. it, like should not be teaching children. What's A C D C Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the, devil's music. The second teacher I had, uh he was better and I definitely clicked with him, but he just wasn't reliable. Like he would come to my house and like he just would like not show up half the time. Oh that's so that sucks. Was, so that was like discouraging, you know. Yeah. And so that I never had another guitar teacher after that. But I did find this guy. He ended up being like a neighbor. Um, his his uh, boyfriend or significant other lived there, and he was an older guy. He's like in his sixties, maybe he's probably in his like mid seventies now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a keyboard player, and he'd been in like a bunch of bands in the past. I had never met this guy before, and he heard me playing guitar from like across the street, and like came over, and I just started talking to him. He started talking to me. And I probably learned the most from him because he would come cool. over and we would like kind of what you were saying before where you kind of like do do a bunch of different things. You're not like Jay at any one thing, you know? Yeah. And I kind of, he kind of helped put all of that together for me. You know, it's like, well, you can start doing all this stuff. And, you know, most people don't know how to do that. Most people yeah. can't play the drums and the guitar and the bass right. and know how to record it all and like sing or do any of that. You know, they're just a guitar player. Mm-hmm. So you have a skill that not everyone has, and you kind of helped me realize that and helped me put, like, all of that stuff together. So yeah. I still can't play keyboard for shit. <laughs> you know, he didn't teach me anything for any anything good with that, but definitely taught me, like, the value of knowing all that stuff. So it's... That's awesome. Yeah. It, I feel like, see, that's the difference, because you had someone that wanted to teach you versus someone that you were just paying, and that's their job. And I feel like that's where a lot of guitar players or guitar teachers fall off is because Mm -hmm. they're like kind of showing up for the paycheck. Right. And that's like, I used to, and I get it. I used to teach, I used to teach like 40 hours a week. And it was just like, I had like old people coming in that were like 80 years old playing guitar for the first time. And then after that, I'd have like a four year old with ADD that couldn't focus. And then I had the teenager that didn't want to be there and was rude to me. And it's like, after a while, like, you you go into just teacher mode and you like it's it you treat it like any other job and you stop caring. So I get it. Yeah. You know, and I still teach but I'm very selective about students I take on because I don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Like to survive. Right. So like right now I just have a few students that I go to their houses and they're mainly like intermediate to advanced like actually cares and actually wants to be there which makes me actually care and actually want to be there you know right so it's it's cool um but like yeah i get why like i never like i guess as a kid i'd get mad at teachers that were like we're gonna learn this and you know same old same old but like after a while i started to become that and that's when i quit teaching i think as a kid you you think of teachers as like like this like entity you know they're not people you know you don't think of them as people and then like you get older and it's like i remember this one really daunting time or not daunting but really like eye-opening i had a sixth grade teacher mrs small um or no she wasn't my teacher she was my brother's teacher she left like the year i was going to be like in her class Mm -hmm. but i definitely remember her and i've definitely interacted with her and then i had this friend tom small 
never put anything together that the guy that, you know, that was going to be his mom, you know, like, <laughs> so I go to his house and I look at it like there's picture frames and I see like Mrs. Small in the picture frames. And I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> like, she was like my, my brother's like science teacher or something like that, you know? That's funny. Yeah, it's weird when you're a kid because, yeah, you, like, I, I guess in your mind you think the teacher, like, lives at the school and they never yeah. go out and they're just, like, that's they what they do. They don't have a family. And they then just... you see them at the, like, the grocery store and you're like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you get even older and then you have friends that become teachers. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I have this one friend, I won't say his name, but we did a lot of things back in the past that it's like, you're going to be, like... A teacher for kids? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, dude, I fucking love kids. That's that, funny. It's like, cool, that's going to be great. He's like, yeah, dude, they're super awesome. They're, like, super hyped all the time. And, like, it's good <laughs> that you're into that. You know what's funny is I was a music teacher for a very, very, very short time in my life. And um, it was, like, six months. And I quit one day on the spot. Never went back. It was on Valentine's Day. My class was the last thing they did of the day. And I taught general music, but I wouldn't just, like, teach boring music. We had uh, guitars for the whole class, like, small guitars, and I'd teach them, like, a different instrument every day. And it was guitar day, and they had had consumed sugar all day long because it was Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And I was, this was before there was like that rule where you could only have so many kids in a class. So I had like 30 of these little brats in this classroom and I couldn't control them anymore. I was like, be quiet. You need to be quiet. You need to listen. I was doing everything I could. And they were flipping. I'm not exaggerating. They were flipping tables over. They were like dueling with chairs. They were like ripping the chalkboard off the wall. And I couldn't control them. And I walked into the principal's office. And I said, just so you know, there's going to be a, a class of unattended children, <laughs> you know, down the hallway because I'm done. I'm leaving. I can't do this anymore. And I walked out and I never, never came back. So I give it up to fucking teachers, man, because kids it's suck. Ridiculous. Kids are awful. Yeah. Kids can be awesome and cool and rad, but when they're at school, it's a whole different story. So yeah. it's, yeah. When you're, they're around a bunch of other kids feeding into oh their, their kids' shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I had, um, I had second through fourth grade. So it was like the, the prime of the awful... ADD should be on Ritalin, but isn't children age. <laughs> so it was, yeah, that was rough. I, I don't think I could ever be a teacher now again. I could be like maybe a high school teacher. Um, that brings on a, a set of whole different problems, but. Yeah, that'd be, I don't know if I could do any teaching. Dude, it was, it was rough. It, that was like the worst day of my life. Like there's nothing worse than a bunch of small humans that won't listen to you. <laughs> yeah. So I I give, it, I give it up to teachers, especially teachers now doing Zoom. Oh like, I don't God. know how they get these fucking kids to... I just shut my laptop. Yeah, I don't even know how the kids are doing it either. Like, there's no way I'd be able to learn that way. I'd be like, fuck this. Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like, know. I didn't want to be there, like, already in the first place, right. you know? Yeah, and especially, like, little kids. Like, I feel bad for, like, first, second, third graders who, like... That time with other kids is, like, important. That's, like, your formative years, you know, where right. you're learning how to be a person in the world. And it's, like, they don't get that. Like, that sucks. And then 
the kids that age are so distracted. Like they're, you know, they've got their little brother in the corner of the room doing something and they walk. They're like, I don't know how you wrangle children on Zoom. I have no idea. So I feel bad for the teachers. I feel bad for the kids. Like it all around just sucks. So that's why I hope this shit's over soon. You yeah, know. me too. It's definitely. Do you got your vaccine? I don't. I want to get one, but I have like some heart problems, so I'm like nervous about it because like I'm. I there's certain medicines I can't take. Certain you know because my heart like I can't get my heart rate ac- accelerated past a certain um, extent, and I never know how medicine's gonna react in my body because like i usually have a bad reaction to everything i take so i'm nervous about it but i actually talked to my friend today and she said she had a friend that has health problems that got her vaccine done actually in the hospital so if anything went wrong you Mm. know she'd be at the hospital so i might do that i don't know but it's important so everyone listen get your vaccine because it's important i haven't gotten mine yet yeah i'm I'm nervous for a different set of reasons yeah I'm just paranoid and weird. Yeah, no. I'll I'll probably end up doing it one day, but I just, like, and not even, I'm not even, like, a conspiracy, like, paranoid weird about it. I just, like, everything, none of it makes any sense to me, and I'm trying to put it together in my mind before I make, before I do it. See, this, this this is what I'm nervous about, too, is I am not anti vax. I'm very pro vax, but. I'm nervous that, like, what if they don't know, like, it seems fine, you know, but over time, what if your body turns into, like, an iPhone type thing where, like, you know how iPhones, you get it and it works great at first, and then they're, like, built to die, you know, like, they slowly start, like, fucking up and getting worse and worse. Like, I'm afraid, like, what if the vaccine's like that? Like, everything's fine at first, and then it slowly makes your body shut down over years. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I I was telling my bandmates. They both, they both got it. And they're like, you, you just got to do it. You'll be fine. And I'm like, well, you tell that to me in a couple months when your lips turn blue and your toenails start falling yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm nervous about it. But I think the fact that people are doing it is important. Yeah. And no, I... No, we definitely need to get over this. So it's whatever whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah. I, um, like, if I do it, I'm not necessarily doing it for myself. You know, I'm doing it for everybody else. It's the same w- reason I wear a mask, you know, pretty much everywhere I go. Yeah. Like, I don't do it necessarily for myself, but for other people, you did, know. Did you get COVID? I, I don't think I did, but everyone, when I, when this whole thing first started, everyone that I worked with was, like, deathly ill. Like, really bad, including, like, I work with my girlfriend's mom. And I, I worked with her at the time at this, um, like we worked at a dog groomer, um, and everyone there got sick and she got sick. And I was like in the same house and vicinity as her, like during that whole time. And I didn't get anything and they're all convinced they had COVID. They never got tested cause it was right at the beginning where like right. tests weren't right widely available. But I'm wondering if I could have gotten it and been like asymptomatic. Because if it's as contagious as they're saying it is, there's no way I could have not gotten it. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I I think maybe in January I feel like maybe I had it if I did. But uh, I've managed to avoid it. Or if I did get it, I had no idea. Because there's definitely right. been a couple times, like, sometime in October we had, like, a little Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. And we decided to kind of just, like, if anyone wants to come, like, you're welcome to come. We're not going to, like... We're not, we're just trying to like do our thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, a bunch of people got COVID 
but like I didn't get it. My girlfriend didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other people didn't get, but there was also other people and like, it was just random, like who got it, you know? Yeah. It was like, we were in the room with these people for like the majority of the time. Sure. And then like some other person that like has never even in our room that was like downstairs, like got it and his girlfriend got it. And wow. it was just like weird. Yeah. It's, I, I think that there's something weird about it, and I think that a lot of people have gotten it that didn't know because, like, they they say you can be asymptomatic. Right. And it's it's so weird to me, though, to think how you can have something and not have any symptoms. But it happens. I believe it. And that's, like, that's like why even – that's why people piss me off when they're, like, I'm not sick, so I'm not wearing a mask. Don't – you could have it and not know. You can pass right. it on. Like, d- wearing a mask sucks i'll be the first one to say it It sucks it's hard to breathe you know you wear sunglasses and you get all fogged up there's a number of reasons it sucks but like it's important like to show that you're not a selfish fucking asshole like don't if if you don't want to do it for yourself do it for you know someone's grandma yeah you know what i mean so like i've always been like a very like pro wear your fucking mask person yeah, because definitely. It's just, it's, it's shit's crazy. Like, we don't know, we don't know if that stops the spread, for sure. You know, the CDC tells us things, and then they take them back. But you know what? If there's a chance that it does, I'm going to fucking do it. If I right. can save someone's poor old grandma who it'll kill, you know, it just, wear your fucking mask, you dumb people. <laughs> Unless you're vaccinated. Yeah, I've had the same, the same thought on it. Just wear the mask. My, my only thing is I just forget to, like forget to put it on you know i don't even think i'm just so used to like going into the store you know yeah and i'm like oh fuck like i went to the comic book shop and like they have like hand sanitizer in the beginning and like the front of it you know Mm -hmm. and like i forgot to do it and the guy was like hey could you use the hand sanitizer like oh shit like yeah you know i just got excited yeah my bad (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know so my girlfriend works in retail and it's like the horror stories of people that she has to tell to wear a mask and they're like act like fucking crazy people like, my rights. Dude, it's a piece of cloth. Cover your fucking face. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Like, I think even if I believed, if I was one of the crazy people that didn't believe the virus was real, I would still, like, just just wear a mask. It's easier to just do it. It's not that invasive. Just fucking do it. Don't complain about it. Don't be a prick, you I know? S- I saw this video of a lady. She had a uh, mesh mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the one with the the um, band students that had holes cut in their masks to play their instruments? That's crazy. I was like, what the fuck? That's so dumb. But yeah. <laughs> oh my god, people are so this. See this whole thing. I it's. I'm not gonna say I'm glad it happened, but like, I can see people and how they act on the internet about the whole mask thing and who really cares about other people yeah. in this whole thing. And it's it's like it's brought a lot of you know, things to my attention of, you know, choosing who your friends are. And it's, it's like these people that are like, fuck you, I'm not wearing a mask. And then you bring up, hey, you know, you could be, you know, killing someone's family, you know, by not wearing a mask, whether it's like you, you know, not worrying about yourself, but worry about other people. And they're like, fuck that. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not, I'm probably not going to be friends with you if you act yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So I went to this bar. I'm not like a bar person. I don't really like going to bars, but yeah. it was my friend's birthday and they were having people come to the bar. I was like, I'll, get, I'll go grab a drink or something. And, uh, 
you know, I walk in with my mask on and everything, and nobody has a mask on, but, like, I don't care. Like, you know, I'm yeah. still just doing it just to, like, do the right thing. Right. You know, this is what the rules are. Like, I'm just doing it. Sure. And I go to the order of the drink, and the guy's like, you got to take your mask off. Like, I can't understand you. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're just giving me a hard time for wearing the mask. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I like, I've noticed a lot of bars, even before the whole, like, you don't have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated thing happened, a lot of bars just don't give a fuck. No, they don't. Like, we played, um, I won't say the name of it, but we played a uh, a bar recently where no one had a mask on whatsoever. Everyone was walking around like everything's fine, you know, breathing in down each other's faces and everything. And it's like, I felt like that that's become the norm, like, even, like, six months ago. Yeah, and I can see like, that. And it's that's kind of not okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's really hard to, like, how do you... Uh, how do you enforce that? Like, right. it's really hard to enforce, like, a bunch of people drinking to, like, wear a mask and, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in, like for me, okay, if I'm, if I'm, like, doing it and, like, okay, I'm one person and I'm, like, at the bar and I'm drinking and I don't have my mask on and I see someone come in and I just, like, go and start talking to them, you know? And, like, yeah. I'm already drunk, like, walking over there, like, oh, yeah. shit, I forgot my mask. And you just multiply that by, like, a bunch of people then you don't have people like me where, like, if you told me to put it on, like, I would just put it on, like, oh, right. shit, I forgot. But then yeah. you have other people who are drunk and, like, yeah. they're not going to put it on. Fuck you, man. They're just going to give you a hard time. Yeah. And then they're also drunk, so it amplifies that. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you would enforce it. But, like, there's there's been a lot of bars that um, I've been in that, you know, all their tables are spaced apart. Yeah, this is the one I went to is a super dive bar with a bunch of... What I would yeah. assume to be Republican old white men. Okay, makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been to other bars and places where they're like, yeah, it's not like that at all. Yeah, and that's that's super rad. You know, it's it cares that it shows that the establishment cares about you. You know, right. and that th- that kind of thing to me matters. And you know, the the thing that really bothered me is when the lockdown was really strict, and like restaurants weren't open for seating and everything there was a whole bunch of restaurants that rebelled against that and it's like i get it you have to make a buck but you know everyone's wanting takeout now yeah you know so just like open up for takeout make it super easy for people offer whatever but a bunch of bars just especially in like i noticed in plainfield and like naperville like obviously because that's kind of trump country but like (laughs) they just did not give a fuck and they were open during like lockdown and it's like that's just that's fucked up yeah yeah that does suck and it's funny because they told the police not to enforce it and it's like it's there they made the the lockdown a law but then they can't enforce it and it's like that's and then how is it a law yeah it was (laughs) definitely there was too many things like just like so wishy-washy with it you yeah know? yeah it was not handled properly and then, not at all yeah, but I'm, weird. I'm hoping like more people are getting vaccinated and the numbers are going down and i'm hoping eventually enough people are going to be vaccinated to where this just goes away right like i really really hope so because I, i'm so sick of it i got my sunday ticket for riot fest right on see nine inch nails yeah that's cool yeah, I Riot Fest didn't really pique my interest that much this year. Like mm. there were a few bands, but like it's just so expensive that it is expensive. I was like, eh. It's probably, I had bought tickets to Riot Fest last year, and then I refunded them. Yeah. So I kind of regret that, but I bought them for 
Sylvia, because she wanted to see My Chemical Romance. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And I'm like, okay, I'll see My Chemical Romance. Or... Everyone wanted to see My Chemical Romance, and they were just like, just kidding. Next year. Yeah. But um, well, I'll probably still go next year, if they're, depending on how the world how the world is. Yeah. Did I... uh, Drake have a mascot? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut <laughs> you off. <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> he didn't care about anything. He did not give a fuck. Um, no, did but he, did he look fucked up? Uh, I couldn't really tell. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off again. No, no, you're good. I, like, he had something going on. I don't know. He just, like, I don't know if it's because he was, like, panicky because he was late. But, man, he, like, I kind of felt bad for the dude because he, like, kept stopping his songs and starting over and being like, oh, fucked up. Nope, that's not it. And, like, he just, like, did it over and over. And, like, his whole show is just, like, super unprofessional. And I was like, this is rough, man. Like, I felt bad for the dude. And there was a part where, like, he wanted the audience to sing along and no one was singing along and he was getting kind of agitated. And it was just, like, the whole thing just made me uncomfortable. Like, I was, like, yeah. squirming in my seat. Like, dude, come on. Yeah, that's rough. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't that's know. Really Maybe he was just having an off day. I don't know what was going on. That happens. It's happened to all of us. I've had off days and have totally sucked on stage before, too. Yeah. You know, so I can't hold it against him but but you guys crushed it we we tried it was <laughs> <laughs> it was fun it was good to be back on a big stage again hell yeah you know and and like we we played a few like outdoor things during the pandemic like beer gardens and stuff mm-hmm. like that and i was getting sick of that i wanted to be back on a real stage again so that felt good that was yeah, awesome and yeah, we did we did cairo live stream once yeah and, and like you know it's like there's nobody in the room yeah I not watched that, it. Not that we have many people come out anyway, but it's still better than like, you know, like everybody in the room is like doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? None of them are there like really paying attention to the show. They're all like yeah. working on putting the show together. And then then we did Side Street. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, we did the, the Side Street live stream thing. Um, and then we recently did a live stream that was super fucking awesome. It was called The Bunker. I saw, I watched that. It was so pro, dude. Like, this guy, his name's Fletch, and he has a basement full of, like, what seemed to me to be probably a million dollars worth of equipment. Like, that's not even an exaggeration. Like, he's, like, a huge, like, synth guy, and he had this, like, crazy, like, probably cost more than my house synth. (laughs) And, like, just his, like, the camera equipment and everything that he had, the audio equipment, it was insane. So, like, that was the first live stream where I was like, this is fucking awesome. And I, I felt like... I didn't feel like it was a real show, but, like, I felt like I had to do good. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Because it was just so pro. Um, but, yeah, that was awesome. Um, and he does th- he does those things, like, every week. And that was a really cool live stream. But it's just live streams are cool, but it's not the same. No, it's not the same. It, w- it was cool doing the side street thing. We did it outside. Yeah. And uh, I've never played outside as a drummer. Yeah. So, like, being able to like hit the snare and just like hear it like crack through yeah. this, this downtown Elgin was awesome. That's cool. That was our bass player was getting married the next day, so he wasn't able to be at the show unfortunately. But that's the good thing with uh, me and Maureen; we can do yeah. it without him. That's awesome. Yeah, um, the side street thing. I wish I could get like a redo for that live stream I did because <laughs> my bass was fucked up. Um, I don't know what was happening. I think my pickups were burning out. Um, I got a new bass since then, but. The, the pickups were burning out, and it was making a really weird, like, almost, like, feedbacky sound, and we couldn't get rid of it. 
And so, like, eventually I just turned all my EQs down all the way and just had my volume up, and it was, like, minimal. So, like, my bass sounded like shit. I didn't use my cab because the cab was making it worse, so I just did my head direct in. Couldn't hear myself the entire time. And then, of course, I was flustered because my shit, I just spent an hour trying to figure it out. So, like, that side street street show is not my best <laughs> yeah that so that, that could have been a real drake moment yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i had my own drake bell moment that is true but i did still want to be there so that was the difference yeah um <laughs> but yeah it was that that was a bummer but i love side street yeah tanner's awesome tanner's the shit i love tanner um yeah we it's funny because i'd known tanner a long time i met him a long time ago because i used to be in this band called rune the lion I remember that that band was awesome. I watched you guys at the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, yeah, and we we won, we won the Battle yeah. of the Bands that one year, and um, yeah, and I'd met him like that was like back in what? God, that had to have been like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen sounds about right. Yeah, and and that was I hadn't had any contact with him since, and then I we did that. I I messaged him about doing um the the live stream. And then I told him, I was like, do you remember me? Because I vaguely remember you. I was like, I played in Rune the Line. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Tanner's awesome. He's a cool dude. I forgot about Rune the Line. I really liked you guys. Yeah, That cool. was awesome. Does, yeah. does that girl still play music? She doesn't. And uh. it sucks because she was so good. Like, she played, like, drums so good, and she sang at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. like, so jealous of how good she was. But she's still she's still one of my really good friends love her to death um and it's so funny because she went to school um went to college and she went to college for a long time um (laughs) and i i convinced i was trying to convince her i was like dude just play in a band with me she's like i can't it's too much you know with school and i was like but we could be so good and it's like it's so frustrating to talk to people like that that are so fucking talented and then like they're like no i got this other thing going on and it's like but you could be like the best in the world and they're like nah. yeah that's frustrating yeah that pisses me off yeah because yeah. <laughs> i work so hard at this i know and she's just like she's another person man that was just like effortless like and she was so good but yeah i'm that's that's another band that that was my first band i'd ever been in that felt like something really clicked you know with both of them and i i loved that band i still love that band do you guys have anything like on spotify i think there's like one song on spotify i'm gonna have to listen to that yeah (laughs) yeah it was uh that i I honestly almost forgot about that band till just now. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that you brought that up. I th- I remember those like first Battle of the Bands shows were super awesome. And that's like yeah. where I kind of like rekindled the friendship with Morian too was around that Battle of the Bands. I, I don't think it was the same year that you guys did that, but him and Phantom and Pestilence did it. And I remember like going to the show and like like I had I had known Morian to be more into like like uh what kind of music I would even say like music I didn't really like okay Gen- genty music okay sure but uh like and I wasn't super into that but then I listened to the Phantoms of Pestilence and it was like kind of like the Deftones yeah and I was like hell yeah these guys are fucking awesome and uh was that the year that like Oceans and Oceans band won I think so yeah yeah Okay, because I remember, that. I think I went to almost all of them, but I think that was before, wasn't that before I, like, really knew you? I think so, yeah. Because I, we'd, 
I don't even remember how I met you. How did I meet you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I feel like it had to have been through Paranoid Justice. I feel like it had to have been something through that I don't Metallica band I was in. I think so, because I recently just met Paranoid Justice for the first time. That's so weird. I don't remember. I don't know either. Was it when I was working as a guitar tech, maybe? Yes. I think that was it. You had you did my guitar. Yeah. You had like a hagstrom, didn't you? Yeah, it's in the other room, yeah, actually. I remember that. The neck broke on it, unfortunately. Oh, bummer. Yeah, someone... Uh, it pisses me off. <laughs> someone was uh, doing nefarious activities, and they had my guitar... On their back, so they like they had their guitar, and then they like put it like this way on their back, you know. So it was like this, and the and neck was facing down. Strap. And no, it, it just oh. like slipped around his shoulder, and it landed like right on the top of the head. Ah. Neck split in half like this. It didn't break completely. It was like glued. Scott actually fixed it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. I yeah, I can't believe I just remembered what kind of guitar you had, but I remembered that guitar was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was a long time ago. That was a really long time ago. That would have probably been like 2012. Yeah, sounds about right cuz I was working I was in between I used to just only be a guitar tech for a living which was miserable but i i worked at guitar center as the tech there for a while and then i worked at a place called mecca in south elgin for a while and then it was before i got my job i worked at naperville music as their guitar tech so i was like in between so i was trying to pick up like guitar jobs and i would like that i would drive out, pick up someone's guitar, take it to my shop, fix it, take it back to them, and that proved to be, like, really annoying over time. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being annoying. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, that that is how I first met you. And then I don't think we encountered each other until you were in the River Gypsies after that. Yeah. No, I definitely saw you at, at Cairo with Paranoid Justice because I remember, I remember you being there with specific person that I won't mention. I don't mm. know if you... I think you guys played, I feel like. What band was I in? The band that starts with the O. Well, you were you were in... You were in River Gypsies before that, though. No, I was in River Gypsies after. No, it was like... So I was in Paranoid Justice... And then, like, towards the end of Paranoid Justice is when I was in the River Gypsies. And then, okay. And then I left Paranoid Justice, and then I was just in the River Gypsies. Because that awful band that we shall not speak their name, <laughs> I wasn't in until 2018. Mm. 2017-2018. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like people being dicks, so if you're being a dick, I will tell you you're being a dick. So that definitely sounds like me. I don't remember. I actually don't remember meeting them until recently because they did a, when I was, I booked a show at Cairo um, because I was doing booking for Andrew for a little bit. Um, and I booked Paranoid Justice and I don't remember meeting them until then, but maybe I had. But I definitely remember seeing you at uh, River Gypsy shows at 
Penny Road Pub and Cairo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely there, I was too. like, I know that dude. I fixed his guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, that dude knows my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. But, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't it a weird world? It is weird. Yeah, because I'd known Bjorn and Doug, like, long before I'd met you. And then you joined my favorite band, and I was like, this is rad. Yeah, that was a weird moment to to be in the band, actually. I bet. Because, like, I had no idea that's, like, what Doug was, like, I went to go hang out with Doug to, like, play music, and his dad was the bassist at the time. I remember that. And uh, his dad didn't want to do it anymore doing his own dad thing so he had asked me and i was like oh shit but there's also another really complicated and part of our relationship that i don't like that much (laughs) but uh yeah i won't get into that part of it yeah um i remember when doug's dad was playing bass that was weird i fucking love roger yeah roger's super cool he was super rad i remember going to one of their practices and i felt so bad because i backed my do you remember like their at the end of their driveway, they had, like, um, little, like, statue yeah. things. I ran into one when I was backing out of the driveway one time, and I felt so bad. And he was, like, super nice about it. But my car was all fucked up, and then that <laughs> was, like, missing, like, a chunk out of it. And I was like, I feel so bad. He's like, don't worry about it. It's cool. And I was like, I feel really bad. If I had money, I'd, like, give it to you for your little stone sculpture thing. He's like, no, it's cool. Yeah. I backed into it like an idiot, just like straight backed into it, and it like put a hole through my bumper, and it oh, was shit. all fucked up. And whoops. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's but just yeah. stuff. <laughs> That's one of like those like cool memories. Now it's cool because I remember, like it it they were all laughing at me because they were standing in the driveway watching me leave, and I was just like crash right into this thing, and it's like those are now you know that 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 Doug's gone, that's, like, one of those memories I cherish because that's, like, the first time I saw that dude, like, heartily laugh <laughs> was when I fucked my shit up, so. I like their, the, his da- him and his dad's band, too, was pretty good. They had their own band. Was this pre? Uh, it was, like, during, I think, during. I can't remember was their it? name. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, I can't remember their name. Palmetto. Palmetto is oh, what it was. yeah. Palmetto. I forgot about that. I love everything Doug was ever a part of. I fucking sometimes listen to Pooch Carver for fun. Pooch Carver, and yeah. And it just cracks me up. Yeah. Like Eagleize my bear iguana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that was so funny. And it's like, it's, it just reminds me of like that goofy music I love. Like, you know, Mr. Bungle and like stupid goofy shit. Right. Like, I love like metal like that when they don't take themselves too seriously and it's just goofy as fuck <laughs> i appreciate yeah, i appreciate it too yeah i would say probably the funniest thing that i remember doug telling me or like one of like the most things i always remember him like he delivered pizzas like part-time yeah and he was like delivering the pizza and the guy was like told told him to keep it level and he's like you too man and he's like no the pizza <laughs> keep it level i don't want my toppings just fell <laughs> And that just made me laugh so hard because, like, because I would think the same thing too. Like, yeah, like it's a new slang or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, like you too, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's such like a Doug thing to think that too. So, that's hilarious. So sometimes I th- I try to say like keep it level to people, 
but like it, do- it doesn't like it doesn't have the same connotation because they don't get like right. what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So. I like just I love talking about those those times because that like I said that was some of the best times of my life. I remember um one of the most fun shows I ever went to was when remember Clearwater Theater? Yeah. Place was rad. Uh, me and Bjorn went to see. Who did we see? I think it was Jungle Rat. Hell yeah! And like that was the first like metal show. It wasn't the first metal show, but it was one of the first metal shows I'd ever seen. And it like I just thought it was so cool because Bjorn like knew all of them, and I was like, "This is rad." And That's super it's awesome. It's just like that. Like I said, that I met those guys at a formative time in my life, and it's just like I. That it's just, I don't remember things very well, but like every moment. Like, with those dudes, I remember so distinctly, you know. And that's how you know someone had an impact on you. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good spot to probably end it. That's there something else sure. you wanted to add? That's it. I, I think I'm good. All right, cool. Well, thanks for coming out. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah. You keep them all distracted. Them all in line. Mind the zombies so self him something new. One inch at a time. Oh, there's so many of Yeah.